At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hygiene. Hey, welcome to Oral Hygiene. It's the podcast where we talk about educational films, experimental and caught films, and interesting documentaries. Uh, we're slotting two in the into the log today, uh, both educational, very both about 1950. This is this is Matt. Um, Mark is there. Hello. Hello. Are you ready for your cake of light? Tuna and light. Yeah. What's the difference? So, uh, yeah, basically you had given me, let's make a sandwich, which is only about four minutes long. And it's got something to talk about. Right. But then you sent me one about physics, science and applications of light, both of them from 1950. And we'll get to both of them. They're both pretty short. So we imagine we can make this a double feature. We'll we'll see what happens. Um, Tell us about making a sandwich. Well, you instead of buying a sandwich should make a sandwich open face it's okay to make an open face sandwich it's just a bunch of just shit on the bread and you (laughs) hand it to someone on a plate and also the salad and potato chips which are not a sandwich but you you need not a sandwich they're not a sandwich (laughs) meanwhile the kids at the beginning of the the episode or the, the kids at the beginning of the film do have sandwiches. It should be an episode like like every week we make a different sandwich. Yes. I'm a hundred percent sure that exists, by the way. Yeah, it's a cooking show, isn't it? Okay. It'd be like the sandwich cooking show though. If you include YouTube. Yeah. I mean, yes. uh, you know, the in Japan food TV is totally whack. So I'm sure they do that. I've seen horrible things be made on Japanese television. Much worse than this. Although um, I taught one summer in Canada and, and my students would chase me with tuna fish sandwiches. Because tu- I like tuna, you know, I like a good uh, grilled tuna or sushi tuna or something like that. But canned tuna, I just hate like looking at it makes me feel sick. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm weird about that. And I like almost every other type of seafood except for canned tuna. Uh, my mother only likes canned tuna and no other seafood. Yeah, that that's an issue. So, and for me, <laughs> yeah. I, I I mostly avoid bread and rice. You know, don't need so many carbs, right? Unless curry is involved, then bread and rice is cool. But uh, yeah, I I don't eat many sandwiches. I'm not a sandwich man. I'm not the Duke of Sandwich. I I mean I like sandwiches, but it's just sort of a thing where. If I'm going to make one at home, I want to get the nice bread and probably buy the nice cold cuts and then probably get some nice fresh vegetables. And then it's just an expensive sandwich that's just okay. Like hamburgers. I guess that's a sandwich. Yeah, I think so. I think the yeah. big debate is, is a hot dog a sandwich. Hmm. It's a hot dog a sandwich. Okay, that, that, that is a good debate, I guess. No, it's a hot dog. I feel like there's the, um, the shape. Yeah changes things i think a hot dog is basically just 
and a it is an adorned sausage. Like the main presence of the hot dog is the wiener. Hey baby, like, let me show you my adorned sausage. <laughs> it, well, it only exists a wiener to encase <laughs> the wiener. And uh, a sandwich, a sandwich, face it, you're probably going to get most of it is probably gonna be bread. So you're you're proposing that we change the name of hot dogs to wiener encasers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Embellished wieners. That's what they are. Yes. So um, first thing I really need to throw out on the making of this sandwich is that fish and cheese don't mix. Uh, I beg to differ. The, the couple of times when I'm in a hurry and just can't be bothered to make my own food, the uh, tortilla encrust, well, Parmesan-encrusted tortilla fish lean cuisine's pretty good. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting paid. Plus, lean cuisine wants to send some money for endorsement, but, you know. I don't know. Uh, in um, in Japan, one of the snacks they have is like it's a uh, sheet of fish material and then cheese between, and another one because uh, you know Luke from the Sci-Fi Sanctuary. We we um, one of the recordings he got this thing. I was like, dude, I think that has fish in it. He's like, no, it says cheese. Take a bite. It's like, oh my god, it sucks. It's like dried <laughs> fish and cheese. So when you say fish material, do you mean like fish stick filling? I don't even know. It's like, <laughs> there, there's things I, I I'm getting pickier as I get older. It's kind of hard. Aren't you supposed to get less picky? That's weird. Well, see, yeah. I was the most picky person alive until I was about twelve. So there's really no way. But but actually, my mother has gotten she has gotten as picky at this point as I was when I was a child. But mm. I I really feel like well, what can I say? It's not. It would be ridiculous for me to complain when I had to be, you know, had my needs met. Where it was like no ketchup, no mustard, no mayonnaise, no condiments, no cheese, no. I didn't want anything except for just meat, potatoes, bread, corn. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I'm getting to the point where I just want to eat curry all the time. So curry's great. That's one of my favorite foods. I keep saying, I, th I think I'm going to turn to Lister from Red Dwarf. <laughs> all right. Always lusting after curries. So. A curry sandwich. I'd eat a curry sandwich, sure. I just Isn't last curry night. Curry sort of just considered like a working class kind of trash food, like ramen or uh, macaroni and cheese. Is yeah, basically. Here. Yeah, yeah, Japanese curry. Yeah, because I mean, you can get the Indian too, right? So I mentioned that ramen is just really big here at this point, and you can get ramen that is pretty equivalent to Japanese ramen. It's just like fifteen dollars. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've I've seen people posting about you know more and more ramen in the states, so I guess it finally took hold a little bit. Because I remember just having to change my focus to Vietnamese noodles, you know. Yeah, well, Last there was a lived... lot of Japanese food when you were here. There's a lot more now. Right. In fact, there's a Japanese grocery store just in Midtown. Right. Oh, uh, honestly, I have no trouble finding Japanese food, so. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I can get like, I can just get like big boss coffee whenever I feel like it. Yeah. Anyway, I, I was not into the sandwich in here because, um, what is rare bit? I, I hate to sound like a frozen food, like nightmare person, but there is a, a, a Stouffer's frozen meal available that is called Welsh rare bit. Don't Welsh know what it is. Buy our sponsor, Stouffer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And uh, 
don't. I may have had it once. I don't know. Yeah. I okay. get stirring up a slurry of meat and cheese and spreading on a bread, I think. It's like the Pat Oswald sketch about putting just all the ingredients in a bowl and mixing it up, mashing it up. Yeah, basically. It's like yeah. the famous bowl. Okay. So it's like 50s TV dinner nightmares, basically. Oh, yeah. This has 50s TV dinner nightmare written all over it, except for if they're making the TV dinner like with effort. Yeah, I just put that these... In- these ingredients are like the bad side of insanity. That, uh, that double boiler looked like it would be pretty expensive at a thrift store if you found it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. In the pretty 50s, cool. your house came with two broilers. Think it, do you think it has uranium in it? Yes. <laughs> it's made Good. of uranium. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then with your sandwich, they offer you Coke or milk. I'm like, where's the alcohol, folks? Offer me that. That's what I want. I just like, can I have both? I just have Coke milk. I, someone does that, I'm sure. As a dare. Okay, I'm quite addicted to Coke coffees. Again, if you want to send money. Coke. Okay, Coke coffee with milk. I guess that could work. I don't know. I haven't had it with milk, but I've had it. Coke coffee just tastes like a dark Coke. Yeah. So I'm not anyway. The the bottom line is I don't want the sandwich. Do you want the sandwich? I mean, I would you just I'd eat try it to be polite. I try it. I would greatly prefer the sandwiches those kids had at the beginning. They looked better, way better. Yes, they did, and and it was open face too. No, no, real people don't eat open face sandwiches. I um, yeah, I don't want to just throw that out there as a blanket statement, but I. Don't remember the last time I had an open. I, the last open face sandwich that I specifically remember is there was a restaurant long gone in Atlanta that had a, a country fried steak sandwich with like mashed potatoes on it, and it was just like the open face and just like a. So they basically just hand you a styrofoam with just all this just junk in it. And you just ate it with a fork. Oh, I remember. I recently came across the open face sandwich. It was in a Save by the Bell episode. And it's in there. Um. It's in the like the restaurant where all the kids eat, right? And for some reason, the principal's having lunch there. Why would a principal want to go where the kids go? I don't know. And then he's, it's like a hot uh, hamburger place, but he's sitting there with like an open face sandwich. You're like, what? <laughs> like he probably would have had to bring that in himself. You know, Saved by the Bell chronologically has to be closer to this. Let's make a sandwich than to us now. It's about the same, yeah. Nah, nah, this is a little far, farther away. It's like 1950 and 1990, 1990 now. So. 1990? Yeah. Ah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, this, this is a little farther off. But yeah, so I don't want the sandwich. You, you would at least eat it to be polite. I guess that's cool. I tried the sandwich. No, I, where I am, like, you know, like there's things where they don't even bother serving it to me. If they have like, you know, interestingly prepared ve- vegetables at, for dinner at my, my place. On my table, they just put like a salad with cheese on it. <laughs> that sounds good. That's what I want. I want the salad with the cheese on it. I've got, like I said, I've got. I'm getting increasingly picky, which is weird. But um, I guess your mom does it. Feel like fine. salad. I don't feel like salad is the hallmark of being picky. I mean, I've been eating more salads because I've got less picky. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm, I want to move on. We're completely changing the topic to physics, science, and applications of light. So, In order our, to make a sandwich, you must first create the universe. 
That is a good point. Yeah. Um, can you tell us about the second film we're doing today? I think this film is called White Magic, or it's called Physics, Science, and Applications of Light. I really hope it's called Physics, Science, and Applications of Light. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it makes sense. I thought they were just like, White Magic. Yeah, that was like the, that magic. doesn't really, didn't age well. <laughs> yeah. Well, At least it didn't say power. Well, you know, black, black Magic is not whatever it's yeah. just like all white magic is is your gandalf and you're not the uh, you're not christopher lee but that's not what this film is about what is this film about this film is like what if you were gandalf and you had a, an ultraviolet light you could see your clock in the, in the darkness and also you have infrared light and you can see a lady in the dark and also you have a refractor so you can drive a car right yeah so um it's in black and white science is magic that's why you have to believe in it um <laughs> yeah this might have worked better in color but yeah well i, I did when they start showing the um refracted light stuff um i was thinking oh this is pretty much what fritz long was doing with metropolis <laughs> oh yeah absolutely it was sort of like when he put the refractor on the light it's like this amazing new device i'm like you're just putting a thing over a light to direct it is that that super new in 1950 i, I don't really think so but no okay well i just proved it no just they do the same thing in metropolis <laughs> yeah but we don't talk about germany oh okay that's why yeah 1950 they they still cutting there there is no there are no german film directors no definitely no germans working to get us to the moon at all definitely not happening Right, right. No, they didn't bring anyone from Germany over because we cut them off. Nope, nobody from Germany anywhere. anywhere no, nobody no, nobody paper clipped over. Guy. Definitely not a German guy inventing the things that are displayed in this film at all. Definitely not. With your amazing new device, though, I, I, I think I saw that amazing new device at the High Museum in Atlanta at some point. I seem to remember playing with that sort of thing. Yeah, it, I was just, uh, I took know that it was sort of like baby's first fiber optics yeah yeah they just gotten them out of the roswell craft that's new they just gotten the tech out of the roswell craft right so yeah that's true definitely <laughs> not from nazis it came from an alien craft yes um <laughs> so yeah do you remember um in the 80s the, the basement of the high museum oh yeah it was great it was the best I was. I'm still disappointed. They changed it. it. Should still be that. They turned into like what was it? Like it was. It's like a weird science theme park. It was sort of like sidetrack light, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, nobody listening knows what sidetrack was. Yeah. It was like a science museum where you had a bunch of interactive stuff. Like okay, it, it was it was Atlanta's hands-on science museum. I guess it's the only one we got. So. <laughs> well, we have another one in Georgia now. That's kind of an hour outside the city. Oh, okay. Well, you called the Telus Museum. Oh, I, that 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 used to be the Mineral Museum. Well, it is, but they also added a bunch of interactive stuff. Oh, okay. So I've at least that's a place where there. childless adults want to go and and just feel like they would be creepy if they went, so they don't go. Not speaking oh, okay. for it. If you go with a large group of people, you can get away with it. You just go with any of my many childbearing friends, I guess. <laughs> um back to this let's see why don't they just build a sci-fi oh i got to that <clears throat> light is like sacred geometry at work oh they had those interesting headlights we did we didn't really get those in reality did we 
Well, it said traffic beam, the traffic beam and passing beam. So I guess it's sort of like it's sort of like a mechanical version of high beams and low beams. Is that what they called? Yeah, we have it. It's just they had this like I guess a, that prototype looking design or just out of date design, you know? Well, it said it gave that warning that was like always use the passing, always use the traffic beam when passing. Yeah, I kind of felt like this film was like a, a bait and switch driver's ed film. Yeah, so I mean, I bet if you were driving in 1950, you would have weird headlights like that. I mean, my dad's car was from the 60s, and it definitely was just a regular couple of bulbs. Right. What is the history of the turn signal? When did people ha- get to stop waving their arms outside the car? I don't know. When are they going to start using it? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, they, still, I, I think that. I said it before, like I'm in a weird position where I can't really complain about the drivers around me. The worst I get is I'm waiting to cross the street and someone doesn't stop. I bet you're just. Uh, I didn't encounter that once in Japan. Nobody ever. not. In fact, there was one point where I was trying to uh, let a guy go because I was barely into the crosswalk and he just stood there motioning for me to go. And I was like, no, you go. And it just turned into this attrition thing where I just had to go. Yeah. No, there's other places in Japan where I would say the driving is crappier, but because everyone's like, oh, the driving, the driving is the worst where I live. I'm like, actually, it's pretty good where I live. Huh. Yeah. I it, would, Atlanta just, truly is a nightmare. I, I know this yeah. now. <laughs> I mean, it's gotten worse. The thing happened when, when the pandemic started, traffic was very light. It's just like, oh, well, this is going to be really nice. And then people start driving kind of like psychotically. And now traffic has returned. Mm. People are still driving psychotically. So it's just this thing where. Worse than ever. Um, yeah, and worse. Then they mentioned the light of tomorrow. I'm like, wouldn't the light of tomorrow just be the light of today? Because that's energy. Doesn't... Yeah, today or yesterday for us. Does light exist outside of time? I mean, light is light isn't as fast as time, but it's almost as fast. Is it? I don't know. Or photons, you know? It can't be faster than time. See, that's the the thing where, you know, like there is a certain magical element to science because like, you know, the the Big Bang occurred and everything moved way faster than the speed of light. I'm like, but you say that can't happen without the energy of the entire universe. But that is the entire universe, right? But you need more than that to make the entire universe move. Well, I mean, don't we have just billions of years unaccounted for where the universe was just expanding? More like a couple seconds, like a split second, but it expanded some insane rate. It's like, well, that that doesn't fit with everything else. So, I mean, I'm not a theoretical physicist. I don't know, but... Yeah, I I kind of do believe in the whole theory of the, uh, the big crunch where the universe just is going to like constantly yeah. drinking and expanding. Yeah, that's what I, that's like a Taurus, right? Like people are like, what's the shape of the universe? I'd be like a Taurus feeding in and outside of itself, you know? Yeah, but the uh, the idea of what what came before the universe, things like that is just sort of really terrifying. To, to me, like the, the beginning and end of the universe is like so philosophically terrifying. I try not to think about it that much. Yeah, but we're all addicted to time. So if you exist outside of time, then it doesn't really matter anymore. 
Yeah, but that's just as much science fiction as I'm just gonna go faster than speed of light, like yeah. spaceship, which is anyway. You know, that's where I'm talking about the light of tomorrow and the light of today, right? It's something to think about yeah. philosophically. That's interesting. The light of tomorrow, I I sort of got the feeling that the light of tomorrow was like fluorescent tubes. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, yeah, the light of tomorrow, your headlights, I guess, your your computer controlled headlights. I think the lights of tomorrow were LEDs, but there were no such <laughs> no such thing in nineteen fifty. They just started putting LED lights on some of the trains here, and I, I don't, I don't like it. I you mean, yeah, but I, I can see the train coming a lot farther away with the normal lights, which I like because there's where I wait for the train after work. It's like a really long stretch, so. I the way I look at it is that LEDs are going to continue to evolve, and eventually, a lot of things that are that we consider just inconveniences of the digital age are going to sort of smoothed out as we get better tech because i saw a uh, fox on the train platform last night whoa did he have a ticket i don't know (laughs) ran off into the darkness supposed to follow it man that's how you i did i did a little bit but yeah i kind of needed to get back to the train so because he went into darkness i weird the because i wasn't yeah i was really did you do that thing back so tried to look really tall yeah, it, it, it was like it was like he ran away and it was like watching a bunny, but it looked more like a dog, so it was weird. It like the last away time like I saw a bunny. fox, it was really sick. Oh, just, yeah, that's that's depressing. He was just only out in the daylight because he was just, just sick of everything. Just like that. I would just I just didn't want the fox to get hit by a train, you know? Because when I first saw it, it was like sticking its head over the platform. I mean, the train wasn't there yet, but. It's like, oh, don't get hit by a train, little fox. Been really fortunate enough not to see anything get hit by a train so yeah. far. Anyway, did you did you jam handy to this film? I did. I did jam handy. Yeah, as the, uh, the ending was it Jam Handy Productions? Was it? Yeah, Jam Handy Picture. Yeah, would that be a good modern action hero to go along with Jack Reacher and John Wick? <laughs> I still can't believe that they even made something called Jack Reacher. Like how do people <laughs> Tom take Tom Cruise stuff? of all people. <laughs> I mean, I know it's a book first, but <laughs> I should have called it Fish Panzer. So what's gonna be your um action hero's name? Uh Crank Forcefully. I don't know. Okay. I think I think out here we're going with Dick Punch. Yeah, Dick Punch is good. Yeah. So Jam Handy. Jam right. Handy. Jam Handy and, <laughs> and Dick Punch Olympic together at last. <laughs> a strip swimmer, water polo player, and founder of the Jam Handy organization. Producer of commercially sponsored motion pictures, slide films, later known as film strips, trade shows, industrial theater, and multimedia training aids. Okay, so, he's a real dude awesome. at Jam Handy. I mean, it's still a better name than Dick Hyman and his orchestra. Uh, but is it, though? I think <laughs> Dick Hyman is kind of the best. <laughs> yeah. What, what, did his parents do that on purpose? Yeah. Oh, his, uh, his name is Henry Jamison Handy, so he's just... Maybe it's Jame. Uh, that, that, that takes the magic out of it. There's no more magic yeah. in the science film. Jam Handy? No, it's Jam Handy. It's got to be Jam Handy. There's just no yeah, way around it. Yeah, it's got to be Jam Handy. 
got to be. And this has got to be oral hygiene, which is on, on Twitter. It's on Facebook. Uh, it's in the podcasting umbrella of Podcastio Podcastius, where you can get that on Patreon and get into the, the Sci-Fi Sanctuary and to Monster Hunter and Pokemon. And I think I just finished doing that. Good. I, I kind of assumed that we were finished with this because we're just talking in depth yeah. about the name Jam Handy. Yes. We're, <laughs> we're, we, we're, we've made our Jam Handy sandwich. Right, right. So I don't know in this relatively unhinged, unfocused podcast episode, but we got a sandwich and we got some light. So what are you going to make? Light? Let Make some light or make a sandwich? Find my sandwich and light makings on Stunrunner Music at Twitter. You can make a light sandwich, I guess, an open face, a light open face sandwich. A light sandwich is like a cake of light. One one slice of ham and then one one slice of lettuce. Now those aren't the ingredients for a cake of light. It's, yeah, it's light. It's a light sandwich. It's just the light sandwich. No, you need blood and semen for a cake of light. I think I think that's actually more of a dark sandwich. <laughs> Let's call it a cake of light. Light. Yeah. What was what was that from? I forget. Um, Crowley. That's one of the, right. his things. OTO. Right. right. I wanted I wanted to guess that, but I didn't. Anyway. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not necessarily from something, right? Okay. Anyway, well, I kind of interrupted you, but uh, Stone Runner, what is, what's your Twitter? I think Stone you said. Stone Runner music. Like, like, the, like the music. Right. Oh, that is the Twitter. Okay. Yeah, it has many letters. Okay. Eat your sandwich. Good night. Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done.